What's up, Gen X? Welcome back. Uh, this is probably going to be a little bit shorter than usual because I am just about to head out on a long-awaited vacation, so I am just about in that vacation mode. But until I go, I did want to touch base with you for a little bit because believe it or not, I'm going to miss every one of you, including those of you in Germany, South Africa, Australian, everywhere around the world where you are listening. Now today I want to switch gears a little bit from all of the nonsense and the news of the day because quite frankly, I'm exhausted <laughs> by all the crap. I'm exhausted by the politics. I'm exhausted by the culture and the shootings and all that other kind of crap. So what I want to just talk about a little bit more of the fun stuff that we Gen Xers prefer to marinate about. And this week it is about movies because I want to give you my review of Top Gun Maverick because I finally got out to see that and wanted to give you my thoughts about it. No spoilers, so don't worry about that if you haven't seen it. But if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It is worth every little bit. It is up to the hype. It's the real deal. And that's coming from someone who was initially very, very skeptical about this movie. Not the least of which being all the delays that this movie experienced, including the COVID delays and production delays and so on and so forth. But Again, I'm I'm one of those who is very very fatigued by all of the crap that we get out from Hollywood, and I'm not even talking about all the political messaging and and whatnot. But as far as movies goes, I'm very exhausted by the um, superhero aspect of things, and everything is a prequel, a sequel, a reboot, a redo, and whatever, and it just it wears on me, you know, there's not too many original ideas anymore. It's just, I'm just exhausted by it. So when you heard that they were going to be making a sequel of Top Gun, I thought, oh gosh, we're <laughs> 30 years plus after the original and now we're going to do a sequel again. You know, I saw what they did to Indiana Jones. I saw what they did to Ghostbusters. Oh, are they going to destroy this one now? So I was very, very skeptical going into it. So full disclosure, that's kind of where I was coming from. And then when the initial teaser came out, I believe it was in the Super Bowl in 2020, and it showed uh, Maverick in his bomber jacket, and it had the Taiwanese flag scrubbed you know, for, to appease uh, China. I was even that much more skeptical. I thought, oh gosh, here we go. It's just going to be another retread, uh, a redo of everything, and appeasing this is going to be political and I just I, I had no intention of seeing it and also to be honest I was not as in love with the original as many others and I'm going to duck for all the arrows but I was I was not I, it was fine I liked it it was fine enough but you know, I did not like it as as much as like say all our dads did in the uh those who were in the military and grew up in the early Vietnam era that were just latched onto it. 
I, I was fine. It was it was enjoyable. I liked the Nintendo game. <laughs> I was fine with Top Gun. I was just not as over the top in love with it as many others. I do on the DVD, but whatever. You know, the, the the plot is very simple. It's it's fun. It's a you know '80s trip. You know, typical for what uh, what we saw at the time. But kind of it was its own thing and and it was very iconic. Get all that. I just was not in love with the original as everybody else was, which is fine, but it just wasn't quite as my thing. Enjoyed it, but not as much. But the day before, I did re-watch the original with my wife, who had seen it a couple of times, was only vaguely familiar with it. So we re-watched the original, and by and large, you know, it still holds up. You know, there's some very 80s-ish things about it, which you know always seem a little bit campy when you revisit them, but it's still... By and large, holds up. It's it's entering in classic territory. So with that in mind, we went and we saw it. And the first third of the movie was very fun, but is a bit of a beat for beat remake, which is okay, you know. But it was it was fun. The the camera work, especially with the planes, is tremendous. You know, it starts off with you know Maverick doing a thing, getting in trouble, getting reprimanded. And then eventually makes his way into the Top Gun program where he's now teaching and and the training sequences and there's a love interest and a, a sports scene and whatever. Just so for the most part, it was kind of beat for beat. Still fun, enjoyable. It, it was a you know, fun nostalgia trip, but a bit beat for beat remake. And I was okay, but not in love with it. Second third of the movie is where I felt like it really started to build off of the original and become its own thing, where it took some important plot points of the first one and kind of delved into it and how it impacted you know, these characters in the in the present time and how that kind of framed the context of everything. And it kind of started to hook me in a bit and I started to enjoy it a little bit more for its own sake and not just being reliant on the original. And then in the final third of the movie, that is where honestly I fell in love with it. The, the, the camera work for, to start of the final third and in, in particular, the, the flight sequences is something to behold. It's incredible. It different than the original you know because the original it was it was fun too but the way that they did it with with filming it in planes and didn't rely on a bunch of uh, computer animation to make it happen it was just great and what i loved even the most as it got into the the final act was there were some real stakes that you could grab onto and be invested in and that was one of the things that I always had a tough time with the original. Again, I saw I was like 12 and in the final, final scenes in the original Top Gun, I, I always had a hard time grasping onto the stakes. Again, I'm not a military guy. I'm not from a military family. And so, you know, these five or so MIGs that they were going up against. And I just, it was hard for me to understand the whys and the hows and how things were there. And a lot of people did, and that's great. But for, I, I always had a hard time with the original, with the, with the fun, the stakes being raised in the final act. This one I felt similar to the original, but really built up on it. Really became its own, and it had me hooked. So from the first. 
third to the second third to the final act of the movie it built on it for me and really became its own and like a lot of, of others had said it really kind of almost surpasses the original which is something as iconic as top gun to do that to is a, quite a feat <laughs> and i was for, for a change really really entertained and had a very fun movie going experience loved it by the time i was walking out of the theater i absolutely loved it now that being said there are a couple of themes in the movie that really that i really grasped onto um, one was overt the other maybe not quite as much but things that i grasped onto that for me kind of makes makes me think why people are gravitating towards this movie so much first it was very overtly stated in in the beginning where you know Maverick's getting his tongue lashing and he's walking out and they said something to the effect of your time is over and Maverick turned around and said not yet and I thought that was really a, a poignant theme throughout the movie where you have this old aging pilot and he's this fossil and this you know modern world and and they're, everyone's saying, yeah, your time is over, but it's you know, not quite yet. And, and with all the nonsense that we've been dealing with, it's very easy to feel like, you know, our best days are over, our culture's done. And to have that message of not yet, I thought was something that was very powerful to latch onto and you see it displayed in the movie. The other ideal that I saw quite overtly was the idea of American exceptionalism and something we just don't see anymore. TV, movies, whatever. If anything, we see a lot of self-loathing and woke nonsense and messaging and whatever. But you really saw in this movie how against incredible odds, when, when pushed to the brink, Americans can do anything. I mean, really human beings can do anything, but in the, in the, in the context of this movie, the Americans can do anything exceptional when they need to. And it really, that whole idea I thought really captured the human spirit. And again, and with the nonsense that we have been experiencing over the past couple of years around the world, that notion that when pushed to the brink, humanity won't cower. In fact, we will excel. I thought was very powerful. And I think that's something that's very, um, not talked about that's driving people to this movie, right? It's not a bunch of wallowing. It's not a bunch of overt messaging. It's just a simple, straightforward plot that when pushed to the brink, we can overcome and do anything to become great. It's something that I, I, I really latched onto. And quite honestly, it's one of the best movies I've seen in a very long time. It's one of those walking out of the theater where I thought, yeah, that's one I want to buy. And I haven't been able to say that for quite some time walking out of the theater. It was it was just great. You know, it starts off with, you know, Tom Cruise himself like giving you this th- you know, thank you message of, of you know, coming to the theater and it, you know, they really made this movie for you and for you know to be seen in the theaters and it was just it, it was all, normally as you describe it, you think it would be very campy and cheesy and it wasn't. It worked it it was i I was surprised how not cynically i i took that i i I thought it was great i thought it was a perfect movie theater movie and it just gave you that experience that you want to 
in the theater you know something that um, we haven't had much lately it was just it was great and like i said there was really zero overt political messaging but at the same time had a lot of the representation that you would expect to see and by that i mean you're diverse cast and um people who were in the movie and that were in these in the, these these flight teams and it, the first time you, you're introduced them they're in this bar or whatever and they're you know all shooting pool and you know the different teams and come in you know, these are the best of the best and whatever and without beating your head over it without being overt and and calling out for diversity and equal this and that you had you know, a couple of pilots who were black. You had a, some a couple of pilots who were Hispanic. There was a a, a woman pilot um, and this nerdy white dude uh, that they would razz a bit, and they were all busting each other's chops. And it's and as you're watching it, it's not like it's something that hits you over the head where you think, oh, oh, here's the you know the token this and the token that. It just worked, and it's one of those things. If if you have not grown up in the military like I have not. It's that you, if you were to go to any military base anywhere around the world and get a glimpse of any random cut of any battalion, any squad, or whatever, in my mind, this is what I would expect to see. I would expect to see a variety of people with different backgrounds, but who are all sharing the same ideal. They are all trying to prepare for this mission at great personal risk for themselves and getting along with each other, not getting along with each other. And it was just completely natural. You know, the, the, you know, the woman pilot in there was busting chops with the guys, but they weren't any kind of, you know, discriminating or misogynistic towards her. And she has to prove herself and be better than the guys. She was just a pilot. And the, the other theme that they hit you overtly over over it's that's it's not the machine it's not the plane it's the pilot and that's how it was with these characters it wasn't the planes it was the pilot it was these individual soldiers and you became invested in them not because of what they were but because they were the pilots and you respected their skill again i, I just thought it was masterfully done whether that was intentional or unintentional i don't know um, but if it was unintentional, I think it's the perfect, or if it was intentional, I think it's the perfect example of what TV and movies can do to achieve representation without having it be overt and turn people off. Because this, again, like I said, it's what you would expect to see in in a, a group of people from the Navy. You would expect to see that. So uh, for what it's worth, I I really appreciated that about the movie. The other thing I appreciated is for a change i saw some very interesting previews <laughs> because they weren't just a bunch of superhero movies and this this i mean there was you know there was thor and whatever there was the jurassic park which i'm just exhausted by but there were a couple or, or really three in particular that i saw that i for a change was really really interested and thought i could go to the movie to see that first one it's a movie i believe the name is called vengeance and it's done by bj novak from the office and it's kind of this 
uh, almost like a suspenseful movie takes place in Texas about this guy who um, had dated this girl who um, is is murdered or died under suspicious circumstance. And he he creates this podcast and he's trying to figure out what happened. It just looks interesting. Again, it seemed like an original idea, not based off of any previous existing property. It's not a remake or reboot of anything. It just seems on the surface, like it's, it could be really, really good. I was totally into it. The next was a biopic of Elvis. Kind of, that's it. (laughs) it. It looks really good. I like Elvis. You grew up listening to to Elvis. That's just something that I think would would be really fun and interesting to see. And then the last one, I don't remember the the title of it, but I'm really excited to see it. It's a movie about a, a again, preview for Top Gun. Not surprising about a pilot during the Korean War, and it starts off you know from, in, from a story from American America's Forgotten War, and so to have an interesting story about a pilot taking place during the Korean War. Again, I'm a sucker for movies that you know, take place in the historical you know, setting. And in this case, the Korean War is really not something we've seen much on screen. And the, the plot, I thought, looked very interesting. The characters are compelling. I'm really interested in that story. Again, I don't remember the, the name of the, the title of, of the movie, so I hope that's not a bad sign. But I, I'm, looks, I, I thought it looked great, so I'm, I'm really interested in, in seeing that. So those are my thoughts on Top Gun Maverick. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. I do not think you will be disappointed. If you're expecting something completely out of the box, you might be disappointed. If you expect something that's strictly a beat-for-beat remake of the original, I think you'll also be disappointed. But if you just go along for the ride and have a fun experience in the theater, you will not be disappointed. So with that, I am going to be heading out on vacation. I'm actually going to Disney World with the kids. To be, I'm going a little bit uh, bittersweet, a little bit mixed emotions. First things first is because you know, my kids are at that age where they're just you're almost going to be fully grown. I've, I've my oldest is going to be a senior next year. I've uh, another one right behind is going to be a junior next year. So in two years, they're gone. (laughs) They will move on to their next stage in life and then have another two years behind that. And my youngest is going to be uh, 11 soon. And the time is going super fast. And And we haven't been to Disney World in like five years. And when they were little, we went... Many times, often, you know, once a year, and you know, when they were little, and they just had that magic in them about Disney World. And then, in recent years, we've kind of expanded to Universal and and to Cedar Point and some of the bigger things. But this is year we are are going for a little bit of a nostalgia, a trip going back to Disney, kind of one last time. And and honestly, I think it's going to be the kind of last hurrah for. Not just a, a trip to Disney, but kind of as, as a you know together group because there's going to be school schedules and work schedules, internships and things like that where it's just not going to be like this again. So it's a little bit bittersweet. Looking forward to it because um, you know, I, I look forward to spending a week with my kids. You know that you know, I'm sure just like yours, they're amazing kids. They're smart. They're funny. They're coming into their own. They're coming into their personalities, and it's fun to watch that uh, happen. Um, I'm, I 
wasn't too enthused about Disney World. We kind of, again, grown past that. And going before to Disney World, it was never about Mickey. It was never about the the properties. It was just about doing something fun together. So I'm kind of latching on to that. And with the timing, the way things worked out, um, yeah, I, I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't too enthused with all of the overt messaging to kids that the Disney execs were putting out there. And if it hadn't been for that final payment hitting right around that time, I was going to pull the plug and eat the deposit and, and go to Universal do just about anything else. But I was kind of kind of into it too far. And, and so that was you know, bummed me out a bit because you know, my support for Disney as a corporation is is almost at zero. But I'm going to try to put that, complete, remove that from my mind as best I can and not be that guy <laughs> and not, you know, grumble, grumble, you know, kids that and gro- or grooming this and Disney that. Rah, 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 rah. I'm just going to try to push that out and enjoy some time with my kids because they deserve it. They're worth it. Love them to death um, and just want to have some fun with them. So I hope you will be able to do you know something fun as well over this summer and keep the lights on while I am gone and we will see you next time next week. So with that, I will go board a plane and see you next next week. Shout out to Larry Bird, the hick from French Lick and I will see you next time or whatever.